This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Turn to the folks who've been in the game since 1947. Farm Bureau Health Plans offers the great health care coverage you need with a price tag you can afford. With Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith. Amy, it's time to talk defense as we are now just a handful of days away from the start of training camp. Mike Keith, I'm so excited for training camp. I can't wait. And talking defense is one of my favorite things. So let's go. I want to start with Jeffrey Simmons. Year three. He says he wants to take the next step. What do you think is the next step for the big defensive tackle? I think the next step is leadership. And I think that it's obviously we know that he's a strong performer. We know that when he's playing at a high level and he's healthy, he can really perform and he can make a difference in a game no matter what. The next step is assuming that leadership role, not only of his group, but of the entire defense. He's a guy that's wanted to assume that position, but he's really been feeling it out and making sure that he's trending in that direction. We've heard him say this offseason. He's ready to be that main leader on the defensive side of the ball, and they need those big veteran leaders. So I think that's the next step for him. For me, the next step for him is to get to seven or eight sacks. I believe he will have more opportunities to be single blocked. I don't know that there's anybody that can handle him in a one-on-one block consistently, down in, down out. I think with more threats up front to rush the passer, Jeffrey Simmons is not going to be tended to as much, and he's going to have a chance to make more plays rushing the passer. I think if he gets to seven, eight, nine sacks, which I think is very realistic for him, To me, that's the next step. It's all about the numbers, Mike. It's all about the numbers. All right, so is defensive line the biggest area of a battle for roster spots on defense when you look at it, Amy? I think it could be. I think there's a lot of different things that are happening in this defensive line area. There's a lot of different areas where there's a lot of matchups that I'm excited to see when we get out there for training camp. Who's going to end up at that nose tackle spot? I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch. I think obviously you know Jeffrey Simmons is going to be that starter. You know Danico Autry is going to be a starter and those guys up front. But who kind of fills that out? That is something we're not entirely sure of. So I think there's a lot of things to watch going into training camp. Do I think it is the number one position in terms of question marks and trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know about that, but I think it's one of the major parts. That's what I think it is. Really? Because I I think right now, as we record this edition of the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans, there are nine defensive linemen on the roster. Jeffrey Simmons is on the roster. Right. Danico Autry is on the roster. Right. I don't think there's anybody else of the nine who is guaranteed a roster spot. You don't think Tier Tart? Well, I mean, I think so. But remember – Tier Tart doesn't have a contract that, I mean, if he doesn't have a good training camp, he's not guaranteed of anything. Yeah. Laurel Murchison, you think, is on the ball club. Right. But he was a fifth-round pick. So you're not married to fifth-round picks like you are second- or third-round picks. So I think Laurel Murchison, a guy like Bruce Hector, Trevon Coley, Naquan Jones from Michigan State's an interesting player, Avery Jones, the veteran who comes over from Jacksonville, Woodrow Hamilton, the journeyman who's an Ole Miss prospect. I think just overall, when you look at that group, I think there's going to be a tremendous fight, and I don't think the Titans will probably keep more than five 
at that spot. So Simmons is on the roster. Autry's on the roster. But then I don't think any of the other seven are necessarily married. Some have better shots than others. Yeah. But that's where I was coming from with that question. I'm looking at other position groups now that you've brought it up to see if there's a similarity in terms of question marks. And you might be right. I think that there's a lot of things that aren't guaranteed within that spot. So I'll give it to you, Mike. I think you're right. Lots of talk about Bud Dupree coming over at outside linebacker. We haven't seen him yet. Mm-mm. Nope. Hopefully we'll have a chance to see him in the next few weeks as he comes back from the ACL. But we know what he is. He's a fast guy. He's a pass rusher. He's a run defender. He wreaks havoc everywhere. So my question is, how much does Harold Landry's game step up with Bud Dupree here? Tremendously, yeah. I think. I think that Harold Landry is able to do what Harold Landry does, and that's be disruptive. I think that he doesn't have to be as all over the place as much. He can focus on what he needs to do and playing his game really well. I think that having the veteran leadership is going to help. I think it's going to give him a chance to grow a little bit in his position. I mean, you can't be on the field and ignore that Bud Dupree's there. And so that gives Harold Landry a chance to do what it is that he does. And let's get to the passer. Jim Wyatt wrote recently at TennesseeTitans.com about Derek Roberson. Now in his third year with the Titans, he has shown flashes. Mm -hmm. Is he the wild card at outside linebacker? Because you need more than two. You need more than two. I think he's a guy that is maybe a step above wild card. I don't know what that is. He's a guy that we have seen perform, and so he's not completely a loose cannon. You don't know what you're going to get. But at the same time, there are still some questions, and I think a lot of that is dependent on some of the other guys and how they perform in training camp. Is Wyatt Ray a guy who can really sneak in and take – some of Derek Roberson's snaps, you know, show that there's a lot that he can do. Ola Daney, you know, is a guy who has performed in other places, but can he perform here? There's a lot of question marks still. So I think we know that he can be a contributor. We don't know how consistent he can be a contributor. Well, that's the question I have is, can he play the run? Mm-hmm. We know he can rush the passer, but can he play the run that he can stay out there down after down? Right. And has he improved enough as a special teams player that he guarantees himself a spot to be up on the 46-man roster on game day. Right. I think for the wild card role for Roberson is a lot more about the overall consistency of his game. If you're just talking about a flat pass rusher, if you see him in practice or you remember him from the end of the 19 season, I mean, he can go get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you've got to do more than that to be not only on the roster, but to be active on game day and – Time is ticking on him. The Titans have invested a lot of time in Roberson. Is he ready to take that next step? Yeah. It's not if he can contribute, it's how consistently can he. I think that's exactly right. All right, so we've talked about him as the wild card. Now let's stay at the linebacker spot but move inside. Monty Rice, the third-round pick out of Georgia. David Long, the third-year player out of West Virginia. Are they battling to be the third linebacker or maybe more? I think they are. I mean, Monty Rice, of course, we're excited about because he was drafted, and he's a guy who's going to come in, and you always want to see the young guys perform and do really well. I'm kind of rooting for David Long. I'm excited about seeing what he's able to do with a little bit more time on this team and how he's really able to grow into that spot and maybe earn that third place. I'm excited about watching him. So if it's a question of either or, I have a guy that I'm kind of – championing through training camp, but 
I think it's definitely a battle between those two for that spot. Monty Rice has more technical foot speed than David Long. The question becomes, as a rookie, can Monty Rice play as fast? I think experience trumps technicality in this instance. Unless the kid's special. And if Monty Rice is special, then can he take the step forward that they say, oh my goodness, he's part of the future. I think you feel like both of those players have a great shot to be on the roster, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the question becomes, where are they in the pecking order if Jayon Brown or Rashawn Evans goes down or can either one of them challenge one of those two players? I think David Long has had that a little bit of that experience, you know, stepping into that spot. So I am running with his familiarity for what he needs to do and what the role requires, barring Monty Rice being something, a unicorn. Monty Rice is one of my five most interesting players that I'm watching going into preseason games. Ooh, I didn't know we had five. That's for another OTP. Mike, the tease. Yes. That was good. All right, so we mentioned Ola Daney's name. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers, outside linebacker, still just 23 years old, can play inside linebacker is also an excellent special teams player. So is it possible that Ola Adaini ends up being the player that sets the number of overall linebackers on this roster because of his versatility? And they say, oh, we don't need to keep one more because Ola can scoot inside, Ola can play outside, and he's going to be up on Sundays because he is a great teams player. I think that's absolutely possible. I think that having someone with that kind of versatility and that kind of experience in a lot of different areas, it gives this roster some flexibility in the numbers and how they can manipulate it, whether it's on game days with how many guys you actually keep up or if it's going through training camp and your physical roster numbers, who's going to be on that final 53. I think he's a guy that can open up a space for someone else. So, yeah, I think absolutely he can be that guy, that Swiss Army knife guy. Is Christian Fulton a starter at cornerback, or maybe better put, is he ready to be a starter at cornerback? Man, I hope so. I mean, we haven't seen him yet. Is that the number one question about the defense right now? I think so. I think so. I mean, can you think of any more burning questions than who's going to be in that spot, and is it Christian Fulton? I think that's very possible with the fact that you leave out injury questions, which which we we can't can't answer. We don't know how guys are going to come back from injuries. We know there will be injuries in camp. So some of the things that you will always discuss right now, it's impossible to delve into them. But if you're just asking specific questions about defense, is Christian Fulton ready to be a starter at cornerback in year two? To me is the one that jumps out the most that you say, Hope so. Right. Could be. Better be. Yeah, I think better be is a better way to put it. In my mind, you'll see it kind of early in training camp because I think those question marks aren't so much is he physically able to do it, is does he have the understanding of the defense to be in that spot? I think we saw last year he could physically do it. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's got good size. I mean, you look at Fulton. He's 5'11", 200 pounds. Yeah. That's plenty big for a corner. That's a good-sized corner in this league. He's long, which people like to see. He has good short speed. He has good long speed. He plays the ball well. I thought at the start of last year, he had a chance to kind of go to the next place, and then he got hurt. Yeah. 
which is hard. He gets hurt. Darrington Evans gets hurt. He talked about him on the offensive side in last week's OTP. But Fulton is the one in this year's group that he's almost like a new draft pick because he was able to play so little a year ago. And yet he has a chance to give you something that because of the injury you didn't have last year. Right, absolutely. I think that he has all of those physical attributes that you're looking for, and I think that from a physicality standpoint, from a talent standpoint, and all of those things, I think he's ready to be the starter. The question is, because he doesn't have a full season under his belt with the mental stuff and with the game plan and some of those more mental aspects of Mm -hmm. it, is he ready for that? That's true. That's what comes with being a starter. And I think we'll find out pretty early in training camp if he's there or not. Who is the nickelback on defense? I want to hear yours first. You know, it's funny because you – you get in a couple of different things here. I mean, Caleb Farley, where is he come September 12th? Because if he's one of your outside guys, then maybe Janoris Jenkins comes in the game on the outside and Fulton slides inside. Yes. Or maybe Janoris slides inside. Mike, I love it when you say or, what I was thinking. Okay. It or joy. is it Elijah Molden? Now, the guy that I thought, another guy that will rank in my top five players to watch in preseason games. Pending. Still to come. Still to come is Chris Jackson. Because he's the guy who wouldn't go away in the OTAs in the minicamp. Right. You're thinking seventh-round pick a year ago. They've drafted a bunch of defensive backs. They've signed guys. Not good for Chris Jackson. Nobody bothered to tell Chris Jackson. Yeah, no, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He cares none. He is still competing. And with his speed and the type of player he is, it feels like he's built for the nickel. Yeah. So is it Molden? Is it Jackson? Is it Fulton? Or does it become one of these veteran corners like a Greg Maben or a Chris Jones or just one of these guys who maybe isn't a true starting corner in the National Football League but can play this position? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see, right. Mike. Because I know. Well, there's we're going to so have to wait and see and stop saying that. No, but I mean. Stop saying that. We're only going to have to wait and see three or four more days. After well, yeah, so let's like be cool. <laughs> no, I think there are so many different options with that position specifically. Earlier, I was talking about how exciting it would be for Caleb Farley to be in that role because I'm so excited about him and to give him a specific role like that that we'll see so much of. Well, and you might match him up in the nickel because of his speed because more and more teams are putting true burner wide receivers in the slot trying to get a bad matchup with a safety who's playing nickel or a slower corner or whatever. So some teams are taking true outside corners and moving them inside to match them up. Caleb Farley has the skill set to match up with anybody. Right. And Janoris Jenkins is also a guy who's super interesting in that just because of what he's able to do. Well, what they've done overall, what John Robinson has done by adding all these different defensive backs in the offseason is he's A, gotten faster, and B, He's given Shane Bowen and the coaching staff, Anthony Midget in the secondary, given them some pieces to play with because you're in the nickel. When we go back to the, the statement that I asked earlier, is defensive line the biggest battle for roster spots? You only play two defensive linemen on the majority of snaps now. You play five defensive backs 
on a greater majority of snaps. Right. The fifth defensive back is more of a starter than is the third defensive lineman. That's interesting. Well, so what numbers do you keep to reflect? I mean, is it Breon Borders? He did some decent things before he got hurt last year. He did. You know, I don't know that he, that he's necessarily an every down outside corner, but he certainly didn't look overmatched to the point that you're like, why is this guy playing? No, he's a guy that can contribute. And I think with more time in this scheme, with this group, being able to work on that chemistry and kind of working in the whole thing, not as like a sixth guy down on the chart or as a practice squad guy or whatever, being able to really be in the mix, there's a lot of room for him because he clearly fit the mold. Is safety depth an issue with this team entering camp next week? Yes. I would like to see more. Well, you have the mayor of Murfreesboro. You sure do. Kevin Byard. Yes. Amani Hooker looks to be the starter opposite him entering camp. Right. Matthias Farley is a veteran player that they brought in, has been more of a team's player in his career, but has started some. Nobody talks about Dane Crookshank because he was injured so early a year ago. Right. But he did some pretty good things in mini camp showing up at different points. They drafted Brady Breeze yes. from Oregon. If he's going to make the ball club as a sixth-round pick, figures to be a special teamer, but who knows? Right. Because we haven't seen him with pads on. We'll have to wait and, and see. And we didn't see him with pads on last year at Oregon because he sat out. Right. And then that's normally a position you can go get a veteran at Labor Day. That's kind of what I'm keeping my fingers crossed for because I would like to see just another body in the mix to kind of stoke some more competition and also just see what we can shake out in that position. You can never have too many safeties. Let the experts at Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it when you need great health care coverage at a price you can afford. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Final question on this defensive preview of the OTP. Amy Wells, who is your defensive sleeper to watch? I say Tier Tart. I don't know if he's a sleeper or not, but he's someone I am watching on defense. I'm excited about him. I'm excited about how his body has changed a little bit. I'm excited to see what he's able to do and if he's able to earn that spot that we all think that he might be able to be in. I mean, you said it yourself. There's a lot of question marks there. Nothing's guaranteed for him. I want to see him earn it in training camp. I think it's a great point because there are so many guys who flash, who get a couple snaps and they flash and you say, oh my goodness, that guy is going to be a player and then he isn't consistently able to do it enough to become a starter. Maybe it's his work habits. Maybe it's his concentration. Maybe it's something like injuries. It's just not his fault. But there are a lot more guys who flash and then don't take the next step than guys who do. Tier Tart is a guy that if he takes that next step, it is a huge lift for the Tennessee Titans. Absolutely. He's a guy that can make a difference. He needs to consistently show up and do that. Mine is Rashad Weaver, the outside linebacker, fourth-round pick from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I was so impressed with what I saw out of Weaver in terms of his physical ability in the mini camps. He's big. He has outstanding size from the length standpoint to do the things that you want that player to be able to do, not only rushing the passer, playing the run, getting a hand in a passing lane, covering somebody out of the backfield, all those sorts of things. Man, he sure does look the part. He definitely does. He's a smart guy. He's a motivated guy. I'm very interested to see if he can take what we saw in those early glimpses in the OTAs and the minicamp 
and can he carry it over? Can he become a part of that outside linebacker rotation with Roberson, with a Danny, with you know Skipper, with those sorts of – I mean, what does he do to be able to fit? Also, he's athletic enough as a big man that he can play special teams. And so he could be up on game day. He could rush the passer with his hand down when you're in a nickel package. So he can move and play, quote-unquote, defensive line. He can also be the stand-up outside linebacker. I liked him coming out. You know, we're going to have to see what happens with the off-the-field situation. That's out there, and you you can't ignore that right now if it's going to be a player you count on. So that's out there, admittedly. That being said – I want to see how he plays football because it looks to me like he's a football player. How excited are you that training camp is just around the corner? Can you not hear it? I can tell. I'm I'm like shaking almost. I have goosebumps. I'm so fired up. Wow. We're almost here. I know. The 27th. It feels so good to be talking ball. Ball. For Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith. We thank you for listening to this defensive preview of training camp on the OTP. Titan blood running through our veins.